Are you going to attack my kitty all night? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Right. Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. And I am Cenius, and again, we are joined by Bill. Hello! So, uh... What episode are we on, Cenius? I was wondering if you were going to let that slide since you completely didn't play that last time. This is the last episode of Season 1! Yay! It's episode 24, Dave. Guys, we did it. What's this wee shit, Paleface? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm actually quite happy. I'm, I, you know, we we we've stuck with it. We've made the schedule. Did a whole year. Yeah. And you like us. You really like us. All fifteen of you. Yeah. So you know, you fifteen regular downloaders, tell your friends. Tell them, tell them they don't have to like scotch. They just need to put us in their download queue and, and uh, download. It helps if you like scotch. You could listen to us too. Well, well, right, but just put us in your download queue. And, or if you just like to listen to people talk about scotch and we have entertaining and interesting people on the show like bill here so true so bill says he's going to tell us a story yeah bill bill offered a story so we're going to let bill tell a story while dave gets the first pour going around indeed take it away bill uh so we're talking about this uh uh regarding my fear of cops and uh drinking and driving and uh when i was 16 uh i drove my older brother and his friends to the uh, Minnesota State Fair because they were wasted and they wanted Sweet Martha's cookies and I was a nerdy little 16 year old and I was like yeah whatever so I drove them and my brother and his two friends were completely gone Uh, they'd been just drinking wild turkey and Coors Light all night yeah wild turkey (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I bought all that at home. And I hadn't had a single drop. And so it was like 10 o'clock, and my brother lived like a couple miles from the fair. So we go to drive, and we go towards the south lot, but the fair is closing. Everybody's leaving. Um, and I didn't know this, but my brother and his friends had snuck beers into the car. <laughs> I would not have... Uh, allowed them to do that or I, I wouldn't have driven if I knew they'd done that so that's why they didn't tell me and uh, so there's a cop waving us away like we're trying to get into the lot and he's in the street and he's like tells us oh they're closing and my brother's friend <clears throat> who's three sheets to the wind says don't worry I got this and he leans out the window with a beer in his hand and says hey cop hey cop come over here and the cop shines his flashlight on my brother's friend and says, you're pretty stupid, aren't you? And my brother's friend, uh, Terry, says, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and he says, all right, pull over. I was like, oh, shit. And so they pull us over. Uh, my brother's friend is being completely belligerent. This man, uh, six foot four, uh, 330 pounds, just a giant of a man. And anybody who knows anything about booze, the more you weigh, the more it takes to get you drunk. That's right. And when he, uh, they put the breathalyzer on him, he blew a .34. Nice! Which most people have passed out at that point. Like, at point four, some people die. <laughs> and 
<laughs> and he was yelling at cops. And my brother um, started screaming about how they were Nazis uh, as they put him to the ground and handcuffed him. <laughs> and uh, one of the cops that was arresting him was Asian, and another was female. <clears throat> and so my brother's friend called the one cop a gook and the other a dyke and was just screaming at them from inside the cop car. Uh, no, he wasn't even in the cop car. He was still in my car. They were waiting to get to him because there was only two of them, so they were like processing them one at a time and arresting him. And uh, my brother's friend says, just just heckling the female cop. He's like, you fucking dyke. You're not even a real cop. You're a rent-a-cop, you rent-a-dyke. Where's that gook? Bring him over here. Uh, <clears throat> and so, Some people... When they throw my brother to the ground after he calls him Nazis, my brother's friend gets up to defend him. They mace my brother's friend and cuff him and throw him in the cop car. Um, and so they, you know, drive them both away. Uh, I blow, you know, zero. And so they give me a allowing uh, open container ticket, which is like 30 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, well, it was my first time, too. Uh, and you were 16. Yeah. So, uh, and then they let me home. That was probably a long time ago. Not to say that you're an old man, but... I'm 31. It was, it was like, yeah, 98. So, uh, so I get home, uh, and then my brother shows up 15 minutes later. Silver Tongue Devil convinces the cops to just bring him home instead of to the drunk tank after he had called them Nazis in front of <laughs> uh, my brother uh, blew a point two five, which uh, not as not as big as the point three four, but still very impressive. Uh, I remember one time I bought a breathalyzer from the Sharper Image, mm-hmm. and my roommates and I played the game of how high can we make this thing go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my last, I've, I've only blacked out three times in my life, <laughs> and this was one of them. My last memory uh, was blowing in, going, point two one, woo, done. And I wake up in the morning, I was like, wow, I'm glad I didn't puke. And my roommate said, clean up the fucking bathroom. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to the fair. So my brother, uh, uh, charming uh, fellow he is, convinced the cop to drive home. His friend, uh, not, not so quick with words. So <laughs> they bring him, but since he got maced, they had to bring him to the hospital to get checked out. Because right. that's just standard procedure if you get maced by the police. Um, and... Uh, my brother's friend is completely blind, uh, temporarily, from the mace. Doesn't see that the Asian cop and the female cop are in the room with him. And then, so while he's in the uh, examining room, the doctor says, So what happened to you? And he says, Oh, it's fucking gook and dyke maced me. <laughs> and uh, they worked him over pretty well in the jail. Like, they, they beat him up. Like, they punched him. <laughs> And he kind of had it coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, don't drink and drive, kids. Or don't drink and convince your little brother to drive them to the fair to get sweet Martha's cookies after the fair's closed. Well, and, and then don't, you know, wave a beer at a cop. Yeah, don't wave a beer at a cop. <laughs> and then shout racist and homophobic slurs at them. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do yeah, it. That'll do it. And that's, right, my, so... that's my state fair story. So we are drinking the Spayburn 10. 
Ooh. <clears throat> hmm. Getting a... This is a space side, believe it or not, folks. Never guessed from the name. <laughs> yeah. Spay. <clears throat> I'm getting fruit notes and flower notes. And he's only being mildly sarcastic, because that, that's legitimately what's there. Yeah, I um, actually get that. This doesn't. <clears throat> this doesn't have quite the uh, burn that the that awful one from the last episode had. No, this, so this, you this, can actually smell the other stuff. Yeah, this yeah. this 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 you can actually make out the notes, and so that's. I guess in its favor in one way. I guess. I I, I wouldn't consider, the nose I'm getting. A pleasant one, but it's not off-putting. No, it's it's all right. I mean, it's. Flowery and fruity. It's fucking space Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work my way through the flower and the fruit and get to more specifics, but I'm really not able to really penetrate. It's just flowery and fruity. That's. Palette's got a pretty serious alcohol burn yeah. to it. It, it, it hit uh, my lips, and my lips were like, whoop, fire. Yep. Yeah, not a. Uh, not a super pleasant one either, because there's no real taste to to it. Maybe I'll give it a second second go. Yeah, give it, give it a second or a third before you say that, but it's not well-defined, whatever it is. It's not killing me, but there's not really much here. It's not a harsh burn, but it's not the great burn that we had with the... Uh, Drumgoosh. Drumgoosh. But, uh... No, I'm still not getting... Yeah. Any of the flavor that I was smelling. So hopefully opening it up will, uh... Yeah, there's not... Yeah, there's not a lot on on the palate at all in the finish. I'm just kind of letting it sit here and... I still can't pick out flavors. There's maybe a little tobacco hint. Maybe. Very light one. I'm not... I'm really not getting any... Whoa, cat, don't don't be playing on the machine. Not I was trying to turn off the co- the podcast here. Uh, he uh, he wants attention, and we're not giving it to him. <laughs> and, uh, pretty soon, he's going to learn how to surf the internet for... Dare I say it? Kitty porn? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Says the other cat. Grumpy Cat is going to be grumpy, and then we'll lock them both in the cat's room. Well, yeah, the nose the, is mellowed out. But nose is mellowed, but still is not really... Still nondescript. It's very... Yeah. Flowers. Maybe a hint, lightest, lightest hint of vanilla hiding back there, too, maybe now. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, there's still not... Vanilla or honey, I mean, one of the normal... There's nothing really to pick out here. There's no. This is the the floral note is the high point that I'm getting on this one in terms of, of what's hitting me first. Yeah. And and because I'm not a flowers person, I'm really not able to, to tell you anything yeah. there. <clears throat> other than it's you know, flowery. The uh, the burn's definitely gone. Yes, the burn is definitely it hit. Well, no, it hits on the finish a little bit, but not not bad. There's still. Not a lot here. 
Yeah, there's not identifiable flavors. Or they're... It's a very muddled. Yeah, for a single malt, this is really tasting blendy. To me, pretty green. Yeah, single malt's got a twisty. Mm-hmm. I had to pick up the bottle to check, folks, because uh, it's happened before. Oh, Well, now the podcast, it hasn't, <laughs> but... No. We, we, we did accidentally buy a blend once for the Scotch Club that... A couple that, uh, times. Just the once. Was it just the Antiquary? Fairly certain it was just the Antiquary. I oh, man, I thought I thought we had done it one more time too, but if if we did, I can't remember off the cuff what it was, or mm-hmm. and, or or we intentionally at that time knew we were getting a blend and not. But no, I, I I know we talked about getting a bottle of blue just to have the bottle of blue, but we never did it. Yeah, and we talked about getting a, a bottle of the famous grouse black just to have it, and we never did it. Yeah, so. Eventually, I am going to make him do a blends show, but not this time. But I will be the Russian judge. Mm. Well, really, we'll just discuss why it is we don't like blends. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Oh, yeah, that'll be a great show. Tune in and listen to us hate on blends. Well, he'll hate on blends, and I'll say, you know, here, here's what the blends have to offer. The, the other thing I'm thinking about doing with the blend show to make things a little bit more interesting is since we absolutely refuse to mix drinks with uh, scotch, because why would you do that to good scotch? Um, I think we might do some mixed drinks with the blends just yeah, to, to make it fun. That might be. We should have Ian back on and have the rusty nail. <laughs> <laughs> a little inside baseball there, guys. Go back and listen to, to the episodes with, with Ian and Jeremy. I know we're leaving Bill out in the cold here. Yeah, <laughs> So, hey, hey, Dave, why don't you talk to Bill while I finish my pour? The classic Speyside single malt is bright golden amber in color with a floral and citrus nose. It's medium-bodied and easy to drink with a delicate, fruity character and a dry, complex finish. What do you think about that, Bill? Complex? I don't know. I'm so complex about that finish. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it definitely was floral and yeah, floral I guess, and citrus. I guess I don't know that I could pick out that it was specifically a citrus, but uh, sure, we'll go with it. We'll run with it, whatever. It was uh, eh, wasn't bad. Wasn't good. Take it away, Bill. Give us a number. You know what? I said in the last episode I wasn't going to do decimals, but I'm going to do two and a half for this one. I, yeah, I, I kind of had a feeling that's where you were going to go. That's <laughs> not, not quite as bad as the uh, that last one we tried. Lismore. Lismore. Yeah, yeah. um, but uh, it's still not good. Uh, and, um, and the having it wet definitely killed the burn but it didn't leave anything no it didn't it didn't add anything there was no extra flavor that came out there was nothing i mean you'd probably get pretty drunk on this with it just just with a little bit of water added to to it but you know i guess if i'm gonna get something to get me drunk i'm gonna get some fucking silver wolf vodka run it through a brita pilcher and mix it with some coke or something (laughs) 
Yeah, and, and 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 here I said that you know we, we pretty much have been saying and we don't mix our scotch around here. I might actually use this one as a mixer. I I would not feel bad making a Godfather with this one because I think this would actually go well with the amaretto. Yeah. Um, but uh, in case you care, until we get to that episode, Godfather is uh, two parts scotch, one part amaretto. Uh, typically rocks pork. Um, I think I'm going to give this a two seven or a two eight. I'm not sure. I might still be super generous. Well, in terms of things, it, it, it's not exciting, but as you say, it's certainly drinkable. If I'm looking to boost my alcohol content when my palate is already dead, I'm not going to feel bad about drinking this. This is a scotch to finish the night when I'm already a little buzzed and I don't care what I'm drinking anymore. But I still want to be drinking whiskey so as to not mix stuff. So yeah, I can see that. It, it, it has its purpose. Its purpose is not to drink alone. Uh, it, it, it finish a night when you no longer care. <laughs> Spayburn, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> um, and on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it a two two five. I there's just there's nothing there. I mean, you cut it with water, and I mean, you don't have to put a lot in, which is nice. But man, there is there is really nothing there. You might as well just be drinking whatever i mean it's not it's not horribly offensive but it's not offensive at all there's there's just nothing to it and that's to me more disappointing than something that tastes bad i think i'd rather have a a bad tasting scotch that fails miserably at everything it's trying to do than have a scotch that doesn't taste like fucking anything yeah, and I think that's where the, the difference in our our <clears throat> score comes from. Is, is yeah, yeah. Right. You you said this was palatable. It just isn't exciting. Where I think something that's not palatable is, is where I have to yeah. You know, my my less than two fives is stuck. Where it's like you know I I'm not going to spit it out. But I'll consider it. Where this this is certainly yeah as you say it's not exciting. But to to me like I said it's it it has a purpose. If I'm already drunk and want to keep drinking scotch or don't want to waste stuff that's tasty anymore. It's where I think this falls. So. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might as well just be drinking vodka waters. I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel about that. It's just not... There's nothing there. Nothing there. Um, right. Oh, Events. Events coming up. Events Tell us about up. events. <clears throat> we always forget events coming up, especially on the second episode. So... Let's, right, let's well, get her yeah, done. January 16th, so February 7th? We're, 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 we're pretty sure it's the 7th. It should be posted on the Bryant Lake Bowl by now, uh, their, their their calendar. So go look there to confirm it. And Jenna's going to yell at both of us, that but is. it's okay. Young and Fearless, uh, a day at court. Uh, sketch comedy show. I may or may not have a script in the show. I guess we'll see based on whether or not I got it written and whether Jenna liked it or not. But... Yeah. Uh, but it's a sketch comedy show run by myself and my ex-wife where uh, <clears throat> people uh, write in submissions, uh, sketches uh, based on uh, whatever the theme of the show is. This time it's a court. Uh, I review them and uh, give them little, uh, little punch-ups, pointers, hints and tips, uh, or not touch it at all, uh, <clears throat> or reject them completely. And then... Jenna directs, and we'll both act in them, too. And uh, I'll write my own sketches. It's been a lot of fun. We've done four of them now, and the crowds keep getting bigger. 
and the uh, cast keeps getting better, and the sketches keep getting funnier. So, um, I've been to I think all but the first one. That was that was Day in the Park. Yep. And then you guys did uh, Office. Yep. And then restaurant and then theater. Correct. Okay. So courthouse is number five. Uh, I I personally enjoyed the shows. Uh, I, I I mean I like sketch comedy. Just in general, I, I know a lot of the performers, so that that, that helps a lot for me. Um, but uh, some someone really good. I, the, the, I think it was must have been the office one where you guys did the the, the police and the donuts. Yes, that was a pretty. That, good one. that one that one I enjoyed thoroughly. That one was uh, written by John McGinnis and uh, was uh, <clears throat> I mean the sketch itself was funny, but the way it was played by. Uh, because I mean, I've been doing sketch comedy forever, and uh, I mean I act and stuff, but I'm more of a writer when it comes to that stuff. So I'm, I'm I really depend on the sketch itself being funny. You should be able to just read it and have the lines themselves be funny. And if the actors can, you know, make it funny through their actions, then great. But the sketch itself should be solid and funny. It shouldn't have to rely on the characters. Uh, which is why I hate Matt TV, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> but that one uh, not only was it uh, well written, but uh, the way the uh, two people in it, um, Pedro, I was say Pedro, uh, and I, I don't Fonseca, remember the I don't remember the lady who played the and uh, the other Jenna Patkey. Okay, uh, the those two just really fucking hammed it up, and they had great chemistry. Yeah, no, they. they they just really went over the top with it, which is, if I was directing it, I would not have told them to do that, uh, but I'm glad that I wasn't directing that, because yeah. that's what they did, and it was awesome. Yeah, they, they, they really played to the, to the cop cliches pretty, pretty hard, yeah. and I, I thought it was excellent, excellent scene. It's probably, if I had to pick out the sketch of all the ones that I've seen at Young and Fearless so far, that's the one that probably stands out the most. I, I really dug on that one. Really wasn't the buffer at the theater one. <laughs> well, well, the, uh, the, the 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 theater concession stand where they had to say everything that was in the the concessions was was amusing because the the whole playing the joke of you know what are they doing when when you piss them off Cause they they walk away and you can't tell what they're doing and is this really safe to eat kind of a deal. The, really playing on that fear and, and making the jokes about it. And the, the, the fact that there was a waiver, that the, the, you, 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 that the hamming up of that was, was pretty good. But no, I, I really think that... Written by the hilarious Benjamin Denson. So. So next, we are drinking the Glen Moray, which I didn't see an age state. No, this, this uh, is the Glen Moray Classic, which I want to say is an eight. We'd have to look on the website yeah. for sure, but this is Glen Moray Classic. I almost brought my Glen Murray, which is a 12. I yeah. thought it was a 12, but the bottles look the same, but... Well, bottle shape tends to be with the distiller, I mean... No, I mean, like, even the... The case? Well, the case is different, but the label on the oh. actual... Yeah, no, the, the, um, the label does expressly say classic. Yeah, it, it does, but... So. Whatever. No age statement, so... Who knows? Who cares? Like I said, I'm pretty sure it's an eight, but we can, you know, do some post research and just for the record, listeners, the Glenmore Twelve is my 
mixed drink scotch of choice. So, I think you understand how I feel about this already. Now, the color on this is ridiculously pale. Yeah, it's a very pale straw. So, we're probably looking at triple distilled again. And it's a... Uh, but at least no caramel. I'm not trying to fake this out. Yeah. Close to that? Still. So, we're probably looking at... Oh, no, I can, I can smell the caramel. So, they put caramel in here. See, I was just going to chalk that up to malt. I, I, that's just the malt thing. Mm. A little bit of alcohol. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some there. And the, yeah, and the neat notes. Yeah, definitely giving a little, little bit of burn. Yeah, there, there, there's some burn to the nose. Yeah, yeah, caramel and... See, I'm not getting caramel as a... As a nasal not profile. anything else, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting light wood and malting. I'm not really getting much on the nose at all. Okay, thank God I was going to say wood. I'm, I'm so scared of like saying No, no. I, say, I, I smell this. No, not, say what, no, no, say no, what you smell, say, man. Say, 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 say what you smell. Yes, there's going to be the, the you know juvenile <laughs> chuckle, but uh, wasn't it Dawn that laughed the most every time oh. he said wood? So, you know, it's... Man. Well, no, I'm, I'm just afraid, like, like I kind of smell like a wood sort of thing. Like, there's no wood in this one, asshole. <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> to, to, be, to be fair, they aged them in wood casts for... Years, so, um, you know, like the Glen, the Glen Livets, the older they get, the more woody they get, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, doesn't make them any better, doesn't make them any worse, but uh, you know, after a while, all of the flavors soak into the wood, and you're just left with the wood flavor a lot of the time. So. Which is why, in general, Dave and I are pretty much of the impression that anything past a, a 21 year, you're kind of wasting time and money. You're just, Sometimes. I mean, there, there, there are exceptions to this rule. I mean, the, the McCallum 30 year is something I'd love to have on the podcast at some point. But at the same time. Just like I'd kill to get a bottle of a Yamazaki 50 or 55 or whatever the hell yeah, it was just, that they the, came the, out with. The, 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 I win the lottery, we're doing that, listeners, I'm yeah. just saying. The, the, How much is the... <clears throat> it sold, well, they released it uh, two years ago, and it sold in Japan for one million yen. Which was like twelve and a half thousand dollars That's still a lot of dollars. I, I thought about selling my car. <laughs> and I found out my car was worth like ten thousand dollars. So I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so my car for a bottle of scotch. <laughs> yeah, the, the the major problem with with you know the aging and the reason why the price goes up so much with the age is because you lose three to five percent, or is it three to seven? It, you 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 lose at least three percent of the total volume that you have in the barrel each year, typically, uh, when, when aging in Scotland anyway. Uh, other countries, it's going to vary a little bit more. Um, Stupid alcohol, the it, angels. It, it, yeah, it's the angels' share. And, uh, 
So you know now it's it, it's three percent every year. So you, you know you go from one hundred to ninety seven, and then it won't go ninety seven to ninety four. It'll be ninety four and change because it's three percent of ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, exponentially, well, whatever yeah. the it's not exponentially, yeah. it's whatever the progression whatever is. Um, you, you're you're eventually going to get to the point where you've got you know less than fifty percent of what you put in the barrel, and you know it continues mm-hmm. to get less and less, and so. The reason things have to get so much more expensive is not only is it taking up space in the warehouse all this time, you're getting less out of the barrel when you're done with it. And so it's, uh, there's a reason they get pricey, but like Dave said, you know, you're simply going to get more and more wood flavor most of the time because you're sitting in the wood longer and longer. And so, yeah, this is all wood. Yeah, there's not a lot there. I did, but, and the reason I was talking about that is in, in the pallet, there's just not a lot. There's, yeah, there is. It's it's all wood and it's all wood and burn. I'm not even gonna bother second taste on it. Yeah, there's there's really no discernible flavors in the pallet. Wooden burn. It didn't burn as much as the last stuff. Uh, the the spay burn. Maybe that's why they call it spay burn. The spay it burns. It'll get you drunk. Spay burn burns, and it's from. Yep, on the space side. They did not think long and hard on that name. No. So uh, I was watching with Darren. I was I, I helped him set up his uh, hook his uh, PlayStation Three up for Ethernet, and uh, so to, to test it out, we turned on the Netflix and we watched a a documentary called the uh, Psalm, which was about a, a group of guys who were taking the master sommelier's test. And it's, oh. and it's a test that apparently is so ridiculously hard that since it started in like 1965 or whatever, only 200 people have passed it. Huh. And uh, <clears throat> you have to know pretty much everything about wine, scotch, cigars. Um, like, it's ridiculous. But they, uh, it was an interesting documentary. Like the, the the people who were playing in it or were in it were, uh, you know, obviously they picked them for their for their for their characters and their photogenicness, but uh, they seriously like they they worked hard, they worked hard, and uh, it was just kind of neat to watch them watch them nose wine for <laughs> two fucking hours. <laughs> Which I guess is what our listeners do, is they listen to us nose scotch. So, I don't know. It was very interesting to, to, to watch them do it. And they kind of they kind of speed did it, because one the, the, the nosing tasting test, they have to do six wines in 25 minutes. And they have to be able to tell you what the bottle is when they're done. Huh. So... It was interesting just to watch and listen to them do do blind tastings of wine and and see what they came out with and it was kind of neat kind of neat I don't know that I could do it with scotch I certainly <laughs> I certainly could not do it on on space sides no no I I I, I think 
with relative certainty, we would probably be able to identify most of the Elate distilleries. Yeah. Blind with it, you know, assuming like the base pour of each, I think we could probably. I could probably pull ages out based on based on smoothness and flavor, things like that. Oh, right. I'm. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that they've got to know is. You know, like if you were doing scotch, you'd have to know pretty much every age that a distillery comes out with. Right. Which would make it a lot easier to be like, and man, I think this is a Lagavulin. Lagavulin comes out with a 16, it comes out with a, a 25, you know, this and this and that. And, you know, this is not the, the 16, so it's got to be the 25 or whatever. But. So. Back to the Glen Marais. Then back to the Glen Marais, which is not nearly as interesting as, as the movie that I watched, by the way. Yeah. So the nose with water, there is one. I just really there's, there's the, nothing. The, the, the I can't burn, that burn goes away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing. That's. Yeah. The, there's. <clears throat> it it softens, and that's really all there is to say. There, there's virtually nothing. At all in the nose and in the palate, I, I can't say it's much different. Glen Murray, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would there's... say I would say it's the smoother of the two that will oh, get you drunk. Oh, yeah. the the palate on this is just there is nothing here. There's no burn. There is almost literally nothing. There's just the tiniest hint of wood and. Yeah, that's it. Woo! Yeah, Dave, Dave's not thrilled. Um, I, I will say that uh, both of these bottles that we had on the podcast tonight were purchased specifically uh, for me to have in my general flasks at Convergence this uh, past year. Uh, and listeners, remind me. Not drink from Cedius's flasks this year. <laughs> it was last year, and you did drink out of them, you fool. I knew it was bad stuff. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, but he did say, okay, I know you have a real flask on you, and I did, and it had the Lager Bull in 18 in it. So, 16? You know, no, it was a lot. I'm sorry, not the Lager Bull. Lafroy 18. Yeah, yeah Lafroy 18. Um, so, you know, I. I was well aware that there wasn't a lot going on with either of these, but uh, again, I'm going to say, in, in the same way that I did with the Spayburn, while it's certainly less than average, and you know, again, for 20 bucks, what do you expect? Okay, the Spayburn itself was 20 bucks. I want to say the Glen Murray was only like 24. Um, but for for what you're paying for, you, 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 in these cases, you're definitely getting what you're paying for. You're not getting a lot. Buy the drum gooish. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Holy crap. Of these, Diamond in the rough. Like, uh, honestly, I I cannot believe that the drum gooish was the highlight of the month. I I am floored, shocked, and appalled. Flabbergasted? Is that what you're going for? No, I'm not flabbergasted because okay. I can still talk. Okay. But <laughs> I just fucking amazed. Seriously. That's that's been my favorite. As well. Oh, that's by far. Well, we we rated it fairly high. I yeah, I just amazed. Uh, Absolutely this is the, amazed. The Glen Marais, I'm giving it 
that. Yeah, the more I do it, the deeper I'm getting into the decimals. Two seven five. See, I, I, I think I'm originally I thought the Glen Murray was gonna be a little bit better than the Spavern for me, but I think the Spavern might be a little bit better than the Glen Murray. I think I'm gonna have to give it a two six. I felt it, it was less offensive than the Spavern. It is, but I think that's why I like the Spavern. Is it is it, it made my palate dance a little bit where the Glen Murray it just there's it's nothing good. there and while i like a smooth scotch again this is smooth but also kind of pointless as davis pointed out and uh, yeah i'm gonna have to agree with you there you know you give it your number already yeah i did all right i said two six as opposed to the two seven <clears throat> i gave this favor i uh i have to make a decision whether or not it's going to go lower than two or not. Tasting half. like water is worse than just being boring. Because, yeah, no. No, you know what? Tasting like water is is a, is a Japanese insult for a, for a drink. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to have to say that this is worse than the Spayburn. I, well, I said it was worse than the Spayburn. Just... No, no, no. I... I yeah, but I was couldn't decide how I wanted to rate it. Is it worse than the Spavern, or is it better-ish? I think I'm gonna have to have to just give it a two. Oh, see, I I, I was I was predicting a two-one because I, I thought this was a little bit better than the other things we rated twos. Uh, well, yeah, you know, it might be, but it's it's really pretty bad and. It's pretty boring. I won't call it bad. It's boring. You're right. You're right. There is nothing offensive about it when it's wet. There is nothing to it. It is the most inoffensive drink I've ever had. Would you? <laughs> now, okay. Now, the question is, would this work as the gateway drug to scotch? Could you give it to someone who says, oh, scotches are, are this or that, and scotches just, meh. Could you give it to someone who doesn't think that scotch is something they could ever drink and say, no, no, you just got to find the right one here and, and have it be that, that baby step from Irish whiskey into scotch? I don't know. I think, I think you, uh, you should try this with Tim Wick and just put a little bit of water in it for him and see what he, see what he thinks. Tim will find the alcohol in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying, Tim Wick will be the will, will will be the test on whether or not this be something that. Well, I'll 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 see if I can twist his arm and see if I can get him to show up with the Glovers, and rather than giving him the the. We could just try it at con too. Yeah, but I'd rather have it on the podcast because that'd be funnier. And there's no way Tim will be able to handle the cast strength if that's what we do with Tim no. Glover. So no. if, if if we bring him on with them. To have the entire Geeks Without God uh, show on with us, then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give him something a little bit different to, to Maybe see. Maybe Omega Spring or something, just for... Yeah, yeah we, 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 we can but, think about it. Although, tearing him away from board games to do something that he would rather not do in the first place is going to be virtually impossible. But I just stick it in front of him. I'm saying it doesn't have to be on the podcast. I just... I, no. I'm just... No, I have the perfect way to do this. I will give it to the Glovers, and they will make him do it on Geeks Without God. Ah. Excellent. So, Excellent. Let's, let's see if we can work that out. Tim, you didn't hear this. Molly and Nick, we need to talk. 
Assuming any of you listen at all. <laughs> I don't know if you're in my inner 15 or not. But no, Post we, some comments, people. Post some comments. Let us know that, who you are. Well, I don't guess I don't know if I guess this. Yeah, you can let us know who you are if you wanted or not. And, and, I mean, and if you whatever. don't want your comments to be public, you can send things to uh, scotch at xdlpodcast.com. And in theory, it should forward to both Dave and I as soon as Dave's email actually gets logged into after I give him his third fucking password. Still waiting. You still haven't tried the second one, you jackass. Totally did. All right. Totally did. Didn't fucking work. All right, well, then I will make sure that change happens before you leave tonight. Okay. So do you keep forgetting the passwords, or are they not working? Well, okay, so my password worked great in the beginning. And then CDS went off to Las Vegas and said, Oh, well, I'm going to... You're going to be in charge of putting up the podcast episodes, so... I'm going to reset your password so that you can do that. And then I couldn't, I could neither log into the site. And then all of a sudden my email stopped working. Huh. So, and it's never worked since. And when was that? May? June. June? Yeah. Yeah. So six months. Well, if it makes you feel better, I'm pretty sure you've not gotten any mail. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is a running gag that my email does not work. I've gotten precious little email at at the CDS at at XTL Podcast. What if his his inbox is just fucking stuck? Like he logs in, it's just 300. <laughs> uh, virtually impossible since I can actually log into his email since I've got the master account. So, uh, oh, so he's 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 going to guarantee that I've got no email. Yeah. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. No, delete. you oh, fan mail. What? Why is Dave getting the ladies? <laughs> you, delete, 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 delete. You've delete, received delete. no fan mail, but that might be a legitimate complaint anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just I don't go out a lot, and the people I hit on tend to not like me. So. It's okay. I, I, I've grown to understand. You've got this beard advantage that I don't have. And... Oh, beard. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not gay, but that beard, oof. You want to touch it? Kind of. You know... I, 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 I can only do a seasonal beard. I beard up for the winter, and, uh, and I, I, I'll, never, I'll never know, but God... I want to live in there. <laughs> <laughs> see, you're not the only one. I want to build a little yeah, house yeah, in the beard. Yeah, see, the, 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 the problem is... Little you know, House in the Beard. <laughs> the new book from Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> when birds are trying to nest in your facial hair, I'm not sure this is a positive thing. When dudes are trying to nest in his facial hair... I'm, well, he does dream, go to the saloon an awful lot. I, I want to swing from it like a mine. Like, yeah, he, he hasn't quite reached Guan Yu level of beard, but you know he's, he's working his way there. It'll happen. It's only I've been a year. Uh, I don't know. I'd been off longer. T- isn't that terribly hot in the summer? We had a pretty mild summer. That's true. And uh, well, and also I like I'm a fat dude, so the heat affects me different. So yeah, you know the the thing that I noticed that it really only bothered me when when I went biking. Like when I was exercising, and I mean my 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 chief mode of exercise is is my my bicycle. Um, I I ride around Calhoun a couple three times, and drive and, and bike home. And then I immediately jump in the shower. So who fucking cares? Yeah. So that's fair. You know, it's it was one of those things where. You know, and then occasionally there would be times when I would fall asleep and I'd wake up and 
I got the sweat under the beard, but... You know, imagining your beard all sweaty has killed all of my fantasies, sexual or otherwise. So, there we go. All right. Done. Yeah. I'm straight again. <laughs> Glad I we can help you with that. I was, I was gay for five helped minutes. You, helped you pray the gay away, huh? Yeah, I was gay for five minutes, and then he talked about sweaty beards, which is the worst. <laughs> and uh, then it's like, boom, look at that. You just unsexified that beard in one word, sweaty. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. so never tell a girl about your sweaty beard. So oh, she'll get to experience the sweaty beard. Nice <laughs> <laughs> sigh. Well, uh, conversely, Cedius, uh, if you ever feel like it, like it, just if you want to be a dick and just cock block really hard and he's just talking with a girl at a bar, just like lean up and whisper in your ear. Now imagine his beard all sweaty like. The, the problem is the girls he hits on, that might just motivate them because this is Well then say it whisper in the ear, now you're a good friend. I don't know that I need to wingman for Dave. Yeah, I don't think so. No. I don't think this is a thing that needs to happen. No, no. I think we're okay. But uh Dave probably needs to look up a toast, or has he already done that? Dave has already looked up a yeah, toast. Yeah, Dave, Dave found a great drinking toast thread on Reddit, which Dave does not subscribe to. Dave does not like the Reddit. Dave just happened happened to be the second one on Dave's phone's uh, Google search for some reason. And Dave does tend to talk talk in the third person. We've noticed. I was gonna. Dave. I was gonna ask Dave about that. At least he's not the Dave, because then we'd have to hit him. Well, see, Dave was the Dave for quite a while, and then some pig fucker named The Rock got on TV, and The Rock took the Dave's shtick, and thus the Dave could never use it again. Ah, it's a shame. Seems like that would have gone. I'm I'm pretty sure the copy (laughs) guy had that whole the something done long before even The Rock spoiled it, but, you know, well, uh... He wasn't anywhere near his You know, I, 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 I have a similar story because before The Rock came around, I would always ask people to smell what I was cooking. And but you were in the kitchen, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was in you know, like, literally, like, can you smell what I'm cooking? And they're like, eggs? And I was like, yeah. Oh, see, I was expecting that I, I needed to say something different than pull my finger, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actual, actual food. Uh, I don't go. I don't go. I don't go uh, with subtlety or double on time. Just when I go with my fart jokes. Oh, I no. I, I, I speaking of fart jokes before Davy gets to the toast. So, so I, I and you did a fringe show this last year, I think, didn't you? Correct. So, uh, uh, how 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 that swing for you? Because I think I caught the first night where you guys hadn't quite found your rhythm yet. Uh, yeah, we uh, uh it was uh, Dancing Young present Dick and Fart Jokes in the Key of F. Um, it was where. Uh, uh, Benjamin Dempsey and I played uh, Dempsey and Young, a slight parody of ourselves where we're in a folk duo. Um, and uh, in the show, uh, uh, Gypsy had cursed us uh, where uh, my dick fell off and Ben couldn't fart anymore. And we spent the show uh, trying to get our dicks and farts back. It's a story of redemption, really. And uh, <laughs> the... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, the first show was kind of a clusterfuck, which uh, uh, didn't help us. But uh, 
like each show got better and better. And like fourth show, we actually had a pretty big crowd and it went really well. Uh, fifth show, it was great. Uh, not a lot of people though. And uh, by the end of it, like the first show, I was like, oh god, is this even funny? Like, this failed so hard. And by the fifth show, I was like, oh, this actually was funny. It's just nobody came to see to see it. <laughs> Now, was this the first time you'd done Fringe, or you'd done Fringe before? Uh, I did several years ago, when I was younger, with a friend of mine, uh, Mike Yonke. We did a couple of shows. Um, the last one we did was a musical based on Janet Jameson's autobiography called uh, Porn, or How I Learned to Stop Wearing and Love the Dong. And uh, that one uh, actually got a lot of audience members. Uh, because you throw a nudity warning on it, watch <laughs> people pile in. But the reviews are mixed. Uh, Star Tribune kind of liked the show. Pioneer Press hated us. I'm not surprised by that. You know, that's generally how that plays. Yeah, yeah. Star Tribune was like, "Oh, it's all right. It's kind of funny. The acting's a little shoddy and shaky, and jokes are pretty crude, but it's a funny show." And uh, the Pioneer Press avoid like the plague. Ooh. So, <clears throat> may you get what you want, but never get what you deserve. <laughs> Slodge. Kill waiting. <laughs>